right, all right, all right. Welcome back. If you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or you don't feel like you should weigh that, put that weight on your inner circle, call the hotline at 988 and take option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. It's the underscore Misfit Nation. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, our great guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is an author and a business strategist, teaching experts, teachers, public speakers, and other freedom seekers how to write, publish, and market their books. She is also the editor of more than 30 nonfiction books, with which on average sold five times market average and created significant business growth for the author. So without further ado, let's welcome Melina Benson to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Melina. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for, uh, I know we've had a, a lot of uh, ups and downs trying to get this thing going. <laughs> That's just the way the world we live in. We're all busy and we all uh, get sick. So uh, yes. thank you for your patience and uh, I guess uh, my side too, patience. Yes. I'm glad to have you here. Melina, if you don't mind, I know you have a way better story than what I just told. Please tell the audience a little bit more about your background from as far back as you want to go to where we are now. Well, I'm from Denmark, so I live in Copenhagen. Uh, but I've been a little bit around the world, and uh, the book publishing part, I actually met that in Peru when I lived there uh, eight years ago. I lived there for two years, and by coincidence, I happened to meet a a start a small startup that were digitizing already printed book books and created ebooks from that. So that's how my book career started. Uh, well, that's how it started as a profession. But I books have been a part of my life always. I I love studying, so I have I've st- six educations or or, or something like that. Uh, but also, as when I was eight years old, I actually created my first library and a small had a small desk where the other kids in the in the street could come by and write their stories. So I guess it was always in my DNA. But uh, a little bit untraditionally, my background is business. It's not journalism. So um, the books that I uh, write is nonfiction books, and these are for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, I help them uh, write this type of book that they, that makes them stand out as experts in their field. Um, and that is actually more about how uh, it's more about marketing than it is about writing skills. Uh, so that's quite important for anyone who wants to be an author to remember that you don't have to be a great writer. You have to be a great teacher and you need to be great at marketing your book. Definitely. Marketing is, uh, I think, the, the hardest part of being an author. I believe uh, writing comes naturally for most writers. Uh, they have their storytelling. They have their creative side. And then once they get their baby done, they forget that the other side is, hey, I got to get this thing sold and yes. make people want to buy it. That's the hard part. And that's where someone like you comes in, right? Yeah. And you, you really that's why you should start like any other um, 
any other product you create, you would start analyzing the market, understanding what's already out there. What is it that my audience need? What's, what, what, what is the segment that needs what from me? What am I the best helping with? All of these things that we already considered for our business, it's the exact same thing for a book. That it, when we're talking nonfiction books, they're not for entertainment, they're for teaching and they right. are for attracting customers for this segment. Exactly. So every business person out there that makes the book, this is how I did this to help you. Yes. They should have that same mindset. I'm a business person. I market my business. Yes. I need to have someone else helping me market my book. So I'm not doing eight jobs at once. I get this thing going. Yeah. Or learn or learn how to love marketing because it's such a big part of being a business owner. <laughs> yes, it is. But a book, a book actually makes it more fun. It's a lot more fun to promote a book because you have put your heart and soul into the content. So the conversations, it falls more natural for us when it's a book to talk about the subject instead of talking about the book as a product or me as a um, a creator of the product i talk about the subject like we do now uh, that's that's just so much easier than to talk about a product that you're selling you're talking about um the message that you have in your product uh, so some some of those who were not a fan of doing marketing and sales before they actually love it more when they are they have the opportunity to talk about their book because they are so proud they got it out there <laughs> and yes. and they feel very passionate about their message definitely and i know you you've also published right for yourself yes so you published uh, the next gen book uh, what what made you think about writing the, the next gen write the next gen book yeah next gen author is about web free and how um, web free and artificial intelligence is changing what authorship is all about My background in my career, I've been head of innovation in, in an insurance company before. And this moving, um, looking for new opportunities, looking for trends and finding new opportunities there. I have always been fascinated by that, by that. And the thing is that the publishing industry is a very mature industry. Um, the biggest publishers have hundreds of years of experience <laughs> they are very mature they're very set in their uh, ways of doing things in their strict rules in how they in their business model has been the same forever uh, but what i have discovered is that web free and i'm going to explain in a second what it is because i guess most will not know what it is it that can actually be what we need to disrupt that industry so that we can change the conditions for authors, but also for readers. And in particular, bring those two closer together. Because one of the problems that we have in publishing is that when you publish a book and you sell it online via Amazon or some other online bookstore, you don't get any other data. So you don't know who bought your book and you have zero opportunity of building a connection with your audience. Uh, or even sell them something more, uh, which most authors need because of, you don't, you you rarely get rich from uh, selling books. You <laughs> you you can raise your credibility and raise your brand and attract more customers for your other services, but selling books is not what's usually going to make you rich. Uh, but um, there's so many problems in in that system that authors get paid with a extreme delay that is really unaccounted for there's no reason 
for why they should wait so long to get their money. And also they get a very small part of the book sales. Um, so they are definitely, um, and, and then again, there's zero customer data, so they cannot really build on that audience. But Web3 can solve some of that. So let me just explain real quick what Web3 is. If it, what it is, is the next internet. Web1 is back when we got the internet. So back then, it would be companies who had a website we could read. It would be bloggers who had a blog we could read, but we couldn't really, maybe we could comment on a blog, but we couldn't really easily without um, acquiring tech skills, we couldn't really contribute. We could just be passive readers. It was a one-way street. And then we had social media, that's web two. So now we are the creators of content. But that content, every time we post something on on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever, it's the platform that's uh, uh, generating the profit from that content. And if we don't create any content, they don't have a product. Uh, So they don't have a space for selling their advertisement if we don't create content for the platform. So uh, there's zero ownership for the creators. It's uh, some intermediaries that are owning all of the data and all of the content. But in Web3, that is all about ownership. So it's a shift in how technically uh, the the content is stored and documented who who owns uh, this content. So it's all built on blockchain technology. And unfortunately, most people, the first Many times, maybe they have heard about blockchains. They related to cryptocurrencies and speculation or to digital art, small images that have been sold for a a huge amount of money. But it's not really that image that people are buying. They're buying a, a, that's just a visual representation of a digital contract. That's what we are dealing with in Web3. So uh, there's something called NFTs, that's non-fungible tokens. And it really means that if I offer you at at $1 and I hold out $10 bills to you, you don't care which one you get because they're fungible. They are all alike. They're interchangeable. But when we're talking non-fungible, the item that I'm offering you is unique and it's recorded on the blockchain. So you can say uh, it's set in stone. Uh, when once it's created, it's really set in stone and it cannot be altered. Who created it? When was it created? And who owns it? Uh, you can sell NFTs and then the ownership will be transferred and also set in stone on the blockchain. So this means that if we, instead of publishing books only as paper book and ebooks and audiobooks, if we also publish a book as an NFT, uh, you would have the actual ownership of that NFT and you would be able to sell that book after you have read it instead of keeping it on your bookshelf or on your computer because it was an ebook and you will never read it again. But you would be able to sell it again, maybe even with a profit if I as the creator have added more value over time to that NFT. So you can keep it or you can sell it. And you can, in the contract, when you sell your NFT, you're selling the contract. So maybe that contract says that when you buy my NFT, I get maybe 20% royalties from that book. 
that would be about three times more than I would get from a, a hardback book with a publisher, right? So you maybe I will get uh, 20%. Uh, the next time when you sell it, I get 20% again because it's the coding that's in the smart contract that determines what's going to happen with the money when this is traded. So it's it's quite different from the world we know today that we will be able to create these digital contracts, which is really just a piece of programming. But the way it looks for the user or the buyer is that it it has a digital art image, some fancy image uh, to let us know that this is the NFT we own. But it's really it has its own unique uh, place in the blockchain. And it's recorded who owns it. And when you sell it, it's also transparent to me as the creator that you sold it. I will automatically, it will run this programming and it will pay into my digital wallet the amount that is specified in the contract. But the real value in that is that at any point in time, this system is completely transparent. So at any point in time, I can just search who owns now the NFTs that I sold. And I will be able to um, add more value by sending them more value to their digital wallets. Uh, so I can build a connection with my audience over time, uh, which is not possible when I sell books on Amazon. I get zero information about who bought the books. Right. Um, unless they Unless they like your author page. Yes. If they follow you as an author, it's the only time you usually find out who is actually uh, on your list of people who bought your book. Yeah. Otherwise, you might get anonymous, uh, an anonymous review or something, a number of sales from X. They don't even tell you what country <laughs> someone bought me. the book from anymore. They just tell you one purchase here, one hardback, one ebook, one audiobook, and you have to figure out maybe maybe it's someone in, in Portugal bought my book. I don't know. And yeah. you have no idea. So I understand that a lot. With my book, just by reviews, the only way I know who buys it. If you're a very suspicious person, you can even say that you have zero idea whether or not those numbers are correct. Uh, But I do, I do trust that those numbers are correct. (laughs) I don't think anybody on purpose. uh, I I, I think that's way too risky for them. They're not going to try to cheat, cheat anyone. But uh, is. Still, I don't get that detailed information. I don't have access to my audience. And I have to wait for months before they I get my share of a payment that was digital. So it's there's really no reason why it should take months to process that payment for, for, uh, along to me. Okay. If it was an NFT, it would be in my account 10 minutes later. So yeah. it's, it's instant, instant processing of whatever is in that contract. So now I've mentioned royalties, I've mentioned the documentation part, but an NFT can do so much more. So as a creator, since it's just programming, I can have a, 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 a web-free developer create a contract that can do many different things. So maybe it uh, I want to create it in a way that if you go to my website or a specific website for this project, uh, maybe I've put some... Uh, in my case, I've created a course that's called NFT for Offers. I'm putting that on my website. So maybe it's going to be like that when you own the NFT, you just uh, enter your wallet. You tell me, I own this, uh, this wallet is mine. 
it will look up if you own that NFT. And if you sold it, you wouldn't have it in your wallet. But if you bought it and you still and you kept it, it will be in your wallet and it will open the gate. So that is why we call it token gates. Um, so it can give access. Uh, it can even be for a concert or a seminar or in the physical world, but also online. Uh, so this NFT can be like a, it's an access token to something. And this can be to um, like digital material, to experiences, voting rights. It can be anything that you could imagine that you would grant as a, as a, a benefit to a customer. Um, so maybe I would like to include uh, everybody in voting about what's the next book I'm gonna write or what should be the name of this chapter. And I can, I could, in theory, it's still a little bit complicated and it needs a web developer still. But these services are being developed now, so th this would be much easier in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but it is actually happening really really quickly this uh, in this field. So it is going to be, these services are going to be available real soon. Uh, but I, I could program that so that people could vote for whatever content they wanted from me. Um, or even I could create it so that they there are some problems in that still more technical. Uh, but in, in a minute, <laughs> I could create it so that if I do this <coughs> project, my book, Next Gen Author, I... I want to shed light on what's not working in the publishing industry and it's nobody's fault. It's just because it's mature model. Uh, but now we have new technology and we can do so much better. So I would like people to collaborate around making these changes and making this change happen so that uh, uh, creators and readers can get closer together and can build stuff together. Uh, but um, I could... I could have chosen, it's not technically possible now, but I actually thought about it, that any royalty from this book, because I want to get this matches out to as many people as possible. So if people purchase my NFT, they help me marketing with the marketing part of it because their value of that NFT would increase because there were more people who wanted it and only a limited amount of NFT but I could have created it so that they would actually get a part from the book royalties, for example. This is a little bit down the road, but it's going to be like that. That I determine what my business model is going to be. This is the most important message in this, really. That in Web3, the creator determines the rules. <laughs> I set the rules for my business and how I want to publish my book uh, and how infiltrated with my business and with the decision-making in my business, with the ownership of the assets in my business that I want it to be. Right now, I can upload a PDF, and it's a print-on-demand system. So when somebody buys my book on, on Amazon, they will print a book and send them if it's print-on-demand. Um, but that's a system, and I have no influence on how the system is going to work for my book. Uh, so this is really the huge change with Web3 is that we get to decide and we get to go around some of these intermediaries. I'm not saying we should want to not be visible on Amazon, but hopefully Amazon and other Barnes and Nobles and other big bookstores will also start offering some of these services at some point. Right? 
So it's not it's, it's it's obviously interesting to be present there in and get the visibility in their huge database. <laughs> yes. uh, but the business model should be more flexible. Definitely, and I think every uh, new author, young author, would love to have more control over their over their product and having, like you said earlier, a publishing house with hundreds of years of experience. And basically, that hundred years of experience is taking ninety to ninety five percent of your you're the bottom line away from yeah. your creativity. They're yeah. buying, they're, they're taking all your creativity away from you. Amazon, I think you get between five and 7%, depending on how you do it. And they get everything else on your creativity. You're self-publishing, you're doing all the work. They just print yeah. on demand and get the credit. I so, think the future that you're speaking of is that's going to be a game changer for the yeah. whole industry, the whole publishing industry. In all fairness, there are ways that you can optimize for the profit on your book, for example, if you want to self-publish it with print-on-demand, don't make it too long, not too many pages, and don't make it all colors because <laughs> your print cost will go up and it will be very difficult to even make a profit. But So so there are definitely ways that you can earn a little bit more as a self-publisher, actually, than with a traditional publisher. And there are also many hybrids uh, in the agreements that you can make with a publisher. So there are the major traditional old ones, but there are also newer, more modern uh, publishers. But it's still uh, the same distribution system that we all depend on. So, right. so no matter how we get our book into that system, it still has the same foundation. Um, even me as an independent author, I use the exact same system and the exact same process as a big publisher. So there's really no difference. It's it's just uh, different gates to get in, but uh, the, the system itself is the same. Exactly. And if you can give advice to a new author, someone that's just writing their first, uh, their first piece right now, what would that be? Yeah. Well, I'm an expert in nonfiction. So fic for fiction, they, my my advice would be find someone else. <laughs> 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 because that's a completely different industry, but I, a, a, a discipline. But I'm mentioning that to highlight that we are, we have quite strong, most people have strong beliefs about what it takes to publish a book, that it's difficult, that it takes a long time to write a book. Um and none of these beliefs are true. So this book, Next Gen Author, is a visionary book about a topic I needed to learn. I built a plane while flying uh, because this was a new subject. Nobody else has written a book about it. Nobody created a blog about it. There was no information about how can we as authors use web free. So um I had I had to do quite a lot of digging and also learn myself about Web3 to a depth that I I didn't have that depth of knowledge before. Um, and I did that in 35 days. Wow. So wow. it does not have to take years. And if you're an entrepreneur or a business person, you don't have years to write a book. All of those hours, you need to make them billable and collect money from a client instead, <laughs> instead exactly. of spending so much time writing a book. So... Uh, the reason why we think it's so difficult is because we have inherited some of those beliefs from fiction. Because in fiction, I need to create Hogwarts and Harry Potter and a fantasy world there. I need to imagine things and be very creative and unfold places, people. But when you are already teaching a subject in your business, 
it's organized knowledge. You just need to get it out of your head and into a book format. So as and even I could even say what you need is to get it out of your head. And if you, from there, you can have someone do the rest. You don't need to spend years in order to become an author. It's completely okay to use an editor, for example. If you feel it's difficult to write, have a book coach or have an editor help you with it and go do uh, client stuff instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we need to get it out of your head uh, first. So, I of, of course, I have a process for doing that so that I can do it faster. So that's one thing that I do. The other thing is that artificial intelligence is here. It's everywhere. Once you start looking for it, you will see it's everywhere. So half of my book is written by a robot. The wow. discipline I had to, to learn is how do I ask it to write what I wanted to write, which was a little bit tricky for parts of the book because nobody has thought about it yet. So I didn't really know what questions to ask yet. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, for, for uh, the sections about what is Web3, what is the metaverse, I could have a robot, in this case it was called Jasper, help me write the book. There are many of these artificial intelligence or AI tools. Even the illustrations on the book cover, I created that in 20 minutes using an AI tool. And what I basically put was create a drawing of a human and a robot, robot and a book. And it has to be the colors of the sap ice cream. <laughs> and, and I had a few runs with it, and then it created exactly what I had pictured in my mind. But I don't know how to draw, but I could create the drawing anyway. So, <laughs> so some of these uh, new tools they are they are quite fun to work with. So if you need if you're the type of person who needed to make it more fun, definitely artificial intelligence can help you do that. <laughs> Outstanding. And Melina, how does someone get in contact with you or find out more about Web3? I have a website that is called Goosebump because this is so exciting. So it's <laughs> Goosebump and it's it's not .com, it's .pop for publishing. Or if you can better remember it, for where you go to get your beer. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> On a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so Goosebump.pop. Uh, there is a free membership there uh, so you can sign up for an account and uh, stay on top of these trends because this is something that is not fully developed it is uh, a com it has come a long way the last even three months it's it's a huge change um, but it's something that's going to be further developed and uh, starting to educate yourself about web free what are nfts this is not something that is either for you or not for you. This is a new reality for all of us. So uh, we can choose to educate ourselves and get on board early uh, and experiment a little, even while nobody will laugh at us. <laughs> or we can uh, try to uh, jump on the train when it's a uh, full speed ahead <laughs> a little bit later. Uh, so start educating yourself. And that's what we do at goosebump.pop. Uh, so sign up for that free membership. That's also where you can find the book. You can also, in a minute, find it on Amazon. It's on its way through um, uh, the publication process on Amazon. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Melina Benson, for joining the Misfit Nation and sharing your knowledge. And, of course, Web3 and NFTs. I learned more about NFTs in the last 30 minutes than I've known it ever. I, I just <laughs> thought they were like voodoo stuff up in the sky for <laughs> rich people. But now I know I can do it, too. So thank you very much for being here. 
And thank you thank for you. taking the time to come in. Thank you so much. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are 